Tonight, God's Word comes to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians 7. This evening, we're going to begin our reading at verse 17 and then read through verse 24. First Corinthians chapter 7, beginning at verse 17. What we hear now is God's word. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, we are returning to chapter 7 once again. This is our third time uh, looking at this chapter uh, under the theme of remain as you are. As I suggested, I think the heart of this chapter is found in verse 20. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. The problem Paul is dealing with is there were those who were trying to live differently than their calling. There were those who were married who were trying to live as if they were unmarried. There were those who were married but then found themselves married to someone who was not a believer and they were trying to get divorced to change that situation. They were not remaining in the situation in which they were called. And next time, we're going to look at the end of this chapter and, and remaining in the situation we find ourselves, if we find ourselves not married, but we find ourselves single. Again, I would suggest that these verses, verses 17 through 24, are really uh, the heart and the interpretive key of this chapter. I say that because there are a number of commentators who would say this is just really a parenthesis from the Apostle Paul. Uh, they would say that uh, chapter 7 is all about relationships, relationships in marriage, about relationships in divorce, about being single, about how we get along in these various relationship stages of life. And this wasn't quite, doesn't quite fit in that flow. But it is this section that helps us to understand the rest. Paul is saying, in whatever situation you were, when the Lord called you, it's okay to remain as you are. 
Because in all parts of our life, uh, we are called to recognize the rule of Jesus Christ. Again, from verse 19, um, neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God, recognizing Christ's rule, recognizing Christ's lordship over every area of our lives. So we're going to look at that this evening and, and focusing somewhat, somewhat on the Christian and his work. The first time was the Christian in marriage, last time the Christian divorce. Tonight, the Christian and his work. Remain as you are, part three. Paul says in verse 17, Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. Let each person lead the life assigned by the Lord to which God has called him. We recognize that the calling we have in our life, the calling to serve him, the calling to live for him, is a call that comes from God himself. He is the one who has placed us in the situation in which we find ourselves. He is the God of providence, the God who is in control over all things. So Paul says, when you find yourself in a particular calling, it is because God has placed you there. He says in, in verse 21, uh, were you a bondservant when you were called? Do not be concerned about it. If you can gain your freedom, fine. If you avail yourself of the opportunity. But it doesn't matter. In your daily calling, in the work God's given you to do, serve him there. Remain as you are. So I use the word work, the Christian work, in the most general sense of that term. Our life with God, our daily life, our walk with God. In fact, in verse 17, maybe some of you have a footnote in your Bible. The text says, only let each person lead the life the Lord has assigned to him. More literally, let each person walk in the way the Lord has assigned to him. Our ongoing walk with God is directed by God and he has placed us where he wants us to be. He has given us a calling, a calling to follow him and a calling to serve him. Now I say that each one of us has a calling. Let each person lead the life the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. I think in our history, we have reserved the idea of calling, a calling from God, and in some ways limited that to particular vocations. Children, I have a calling from God. I have been called by God to be a minister of the gospel. And we talk about a minister's calling. Sometimes we use that term to refer to missionaries. Missionaries who are called by God to bring the gospel elsewhere. But Paul reminds us, each of us has a calling from God. Each of us has been called to live in a way that recognizes the kingship, the lordship of Jesus Christ. Each of us, in whatever place we are in life, are called to serve God. Because, because Christ's kingship, Christ's lordship, is not limited to what takes place in the church. 
It's not simply that uh, only ministers have a call because Christ's kingship is just for what takes place inside the the church. Only missionaries have a call because what takes place inside the church is under Christ's kingship. No, Christ's kingship, his lordship, is over every part of life. Everything we do, we do before the face of the Lord. Let each person lead the life the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. Each of us has a calling from the Lord. A calling to live for him in our homes, a calling to live for him in our education, a calling to live for him in our labor. Christ's kingdom and his kingship is not narrowly limited. But Christ's kingship is a cosmic kingship. It is over all of creation. Each of us, wherever God has placed us, called to serve him. Now there is a bit of a danger when we talk about that cosmic kingship, that calling for all of us. Um, Maybe you've heard this, this phrase before, Um, that all of life is religious. And there's certainly a sense in which that's true. Maybe you've heard this saying before, all of life is worship. And there's a sense in which that is true. Everything we do is done as a worshipful response to God. But when we talk in, in that type of language, that broad language, everything we do is done before God's face, everything is worship, that does not negate the fact that there are particular times of service and worship. Just because everything we do is worship doesn't mean everything belongs in a corporate public worship service. Kids, when when Brad Bosch goes out and milks his cows, he is doing that for the glory of God. It is a part of a worshipful response to God. But we don't want Mr. Bosch bringing his cows here in the sanctuary and milking them here. All of life is worship, to be sure, but that doesn't say that there is not focused particular time. So again, when we use that type of broad language, cosmic language, it does not say that there are not particular and focused times in which we worship our God. Yes, all of life is worship. Everything we do is is a loving response to God because all of us have received a calling from him. And he says in verse 18, Was anyone at the time of his call already uncircumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at his his time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commands of God. Verse 21, Were you a bondservant when you were called? Do not be concerned about it. If you can gain your freedom, fine, but don't be concerned. In other words, you don't need to change your labor to serve God. You don't need to change your station in life to serve God. We are called to serve God in every part of our life. We are called to live under Christ's kingship in our homes. We are called as husbands, as a loving response to God, to what he has done for us, we are called as husbands to provide self-giving leadership to our wives. 
We are called to encourage them. We're called to be a blessing to them. That is part of our response to God as husbands. We are called as wives to provide willing submission to our husbands as part of our service and response to God. Every part of our life is lived under Christ's kingship. We are called as parents to do all that we can to raise our children in the fear of the Lord. And so we raise them like covenant children. We raise them like they belong to the covenant family because they do belong to the covenant family. We regularly bring them to worship. This is where they belong with the family on Sunday. We don't raise them like they're pagans. As parents, we raise our covenant children like covenant children. And children, you are called to serve God by acting like covenant children. You are called to learn from your parents the lessons they are teaching you. You are called to obey your parents. You are called to honor and respect your parents. This is your service to God as a child. We can serve God already as children by honoring his structure he's placed in the home because that is part of our ongoing service to him. We serve him in our homes. We serve him in our labor, whatever that labor may be. Whether we are working in the office, whether we are working in the factory, whether we are working at cl in the classroom, whether we are spending time at home, all of, that, all of this is done in service to God because Christ's kingship is over every part of our life. He is, he is king over our recreation life. We never take a vacation from God. We may take a vacation from our work. We may even at times get away from our family. But we never take a vacation from God. Even the recreation that we do is, is, is in service to him and under the authority of Christ. God calls us. Keep the commands of God. This is what's important. Again, from verse 19. Keep the commands of God. Each one should remain the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Don't be concerned about it. In other words, as I said, worship God, or serve God now. Don't be concerned about, about uh, what might happen later. I mean, you can imagine a slave in Corinth who hears the call of the gospel and who says, you know, this is a wonderful thing that, that I have now, the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. I would love to serve God now, but I'm a slave. And I can't do anything about that. You know, once I become free, then I'll be ready to serve God. Paul says, remain where you are. Serve God now. Verse, 21, verse 22, for he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freed man of the Lord. Don't feel like you have to wait to begin your service. We talked about this just a couple weeks ago. I think it was early in 1 Corinthians. Paul brought that up. Serve God now. Don't wait. We're always so good at finding reasons to put off our service. If we're a child, we say, you know what? I'll serve God when I get older. As we grow up, we say, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll really start to serve God when I get married. When we're married, we say, you know what, we're, we're really going to serve God when God gives us children. And perhaps we say, you know what, when those retirement years come, then, then I'll get serious about serving God. 
Paul says, don't put off your service till later. We're going to go to work again tomorrow. Serve God now. Wherever he has called you, whatever that labor looks like, wherever position he has put you in, don't feel like you need to get a different job before you can serve him. Perhaps we go back to school tomorrow. Serve God there. Recognize he's the one who has allowed us to be instructed in the ways of the world according to his word. Perhaps we can spend time at home tomorrow with our family. Serve God there. Don't, don't put it off until later. Our service to God begins now, Paul says. Keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Because, Paul says, ultimately, ultimately, our service is not to men, but our service is to God. He is the one to whom we are responsible. He says in verse 23, you were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. You were bought at a price. Do not become bondservants of men. A slave, a bondservant, is responsible to his master. They would know about that. They would understand slavery. That's kind of a foreign concept to us, but a slave was responsible to his master. And Paul says, you have a master. You are someone who was bought. You belong to someone else. But the one who bought you was God himself. Ultimately, he is the one to whom you are responsible. You were bought with a price. It cost something for, for you to belong to God. Children, it didn't cost a big stack of gold. It didn't cost a big bag of money. What it cost for us to be part of God's family, to be bought by him, to be one of his bondservants, was it cost the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Nothing less than the shed blood of the God-man would be able to redeem us to God, to make that purchase so that we now belong to him. We are redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ. And God continues to call his people. He continues to come to us today and to say, today if you hear my voice, today if you recognize that your allegiance must be to me, that you will leave the ways of darkness and come into the path of light when we embrace Jesus Christ. And that blood was shed for us. God calls us tonight to recognize left to ourselves we are bondservants to the world and have only destruction to look forward to. No, leave that and embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. Know the loving care of a Father whom we serve joyfully, whom we rejoice to serve and to follow, to whom we are ultimately responsible. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. Recognize that we are to follow Christ above all. To him is our ultimate allegiance. Yes, we will have those in our life who have authority over us, whether that be our employer at work, whether that be the magistrate in the state, there'll be others who have authority over us. But ultimately, ultimately we belong to God through Jesus Christ. And he gets our final allegiance. 
So if we find a conflict between what an earthly authority is telling us and what our heavenly God is telling us, it is Him to whom we are finally responsible, Him to whom we are accountable. We are to live our lives in devotion for Him. He who was free when He was called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So, brothers, so, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, let him remain with God. Remain as you are. It's okay. Don't think I need to change my station in life. Don't think I need to change my work before I recognize Christ's kingship, before I recognize his lordship. Uh, remain as you are. We were called to different places in life, different, given different talents and different opportunities. And yet all of us called to live under Christ's kingship in society, in our home, in our church, recognizing his kingship, his lordship over every part of our life. Brothers, sisters, in whatever condition each of you was called, let him remain there with God. Let's join together in prayer. Lord God, we are so thankful that our calling from you and our service to you is not limited simply to what takes place within the walls of the church or what takes place on the Lord's day, but that every day of our lives and in every part of our lives. We belong to you. We were bought at a price. You did not spare your own son, but gave him up for us all, that we could be your bondservants, belonging to you, serving you. Thank you, O oh God, that the kingdom of Jesus Christ is a cosmic kingdom. It affects everything we do. May we, O oh God, in our life, at home, at church, at work, live in a way that recognizes we belong to you and we desire to serve you and we desire to live for you. Left to ourselves, O oh God, we can never do this. Our hearts are cold against you, but by your Spirit, you encourage us and you strengthen us. Help us to live for you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.